man, no doubt, is not only the future of SmackDown, he is the future of the entire WWE. And without a doubt, the greatest acquisition in SmackDown history. And why wouldn't he be? He's tough, he's talented, he exudes charisma. Drum roll, please. Ladies and gentlemen, alas! I quit. This, what? This is the acquisition? And I get it, you're upset AJ Styles isn't here anymore, but with him gone, SmackDown will become the Temple of Elias. And you will all come out to worship the man who is taking the reins tonight. I just need everyone to silence their cell phones, hold their applause, and most importantly, shut your mouths! Elias is cool now, but this, this is game changing. Roman Reigns is on SmackDown Live. Oh, and Reigns going right after Elias. Oh, he punched the boss in the face. Oh my gosh. The big dog just dropped the chairman. I don't care what he says. SmackDown Live is my yard now. gentlemen hello and welcome to another edition of just what the internet needed more of that's right it's a wrestling podcast it's another wrestling podcast it is called top marks it's another wrestling podcast called top marks my name is justin morissette and with me once again as always is the janitor himself he's cleaning <laughs> up the messes of the masses josh custodio justin i thought i told you to never call me that again after my switch over to uh, the great name the Josh Experience. Right. That is yeah. my, my new gimmick yeah. is the, the Josh Experience. Yes, the janitor is not a gimmick that will ever get over. Who on could the ever main get over? Absolutely not. Cleaning, being yeah. the cleaner, it's never gonna work. Nobody knows what a janitor is. Yeah, you know what they know. No one's thought about janitors in over twenty five <laughs> years. <laughs> That's absolutely that is one hundred percent correct. That is a fact, and I'm glad you bring the truth to the show today. Justin, I just didn't want to bury the lead because when I put the call out for questions this mm-hmm. week. They're all about the Viking experience. Uh, I mean, the Viking experience is the news of the wrestling world at the end of the week. And for those of you who may not know, hello and thanks for coming and uh, joining us on today's show. But let's get right to it, Madman, because the War Raiders and formerly War Machine. Yes. IWGP heavyweight tag champs, Ring of Honor tag champs, NXT tag champs. Come up to the main roster and Jamo, what is their new name? <laughs> well, I wish that I had the time to go back into last week's show and find a little <laughs> clip snippet and drop it in right now. What did we say? Uh, we were talking about uh, just NXT TakeOver in general and saying, like, another great match in the tag division and another dope entrance for the War Raiders yeah. who are so cool <laughs> that there's just no way these guys could get screwed up on the main roster. Nothing could ruin them! <laughs> uh, that episode came out on Monday morning. <laughs> Not even 12 hours later, Well, the War Raiders 
uh, Hanson and Roe were renamed Eric and Ivar. Ivar? What? I, Ivar? Ivar, I think. Ivar? Ivar? Did they say it? I'm not, yeah. Okay, they must but say it. But commentary yeah. said it a million different ways. Yeah. And they called him Ivan. I don't even think they knew what the guy's fucking name was. But, JMO, they are Ivar and Eric. The war. Uh, no, not the War Raiders any longer. See, I keep wanting to call them that because that's a good name. Certainly a better name. Than the Viking Experience. Guys, I mean, listen, first of all, to all of you with the hot takes out there who are like, I don't know what everybody's causing the big deal about. It. It, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. It is. It is that bad. It's yeah. not a name. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, I'm not the first person to say this, but it does sound like, like an amusement park ride or something. Or like, or like a like... multimedia arena show that comes to Rogers <laughs> Arena that you take your kids to go see, like Walking with Dinosaurs. Or it also sounds like <sighs> a pop-up bar that is only going to exist for <laughs> yes. one month. And all they you go is drink mead. like a Viking. Yeah. Yeah. Mead and uh, pillaging, I think, yeah, are the two things they have exactly, on tap. Exactly, exactly. Uh, or. Or it also sounds like a, like a 4D like tram ride that you go ride at the planetarium. <laughs> the Viking experience. Yeah, you know how there's like that uh, Buzz Lightyear ride at Disney of World course, that you like yeah. shoot lasers out of while you're on some kind of tram? That's it's the like Buzz that. Lightyear experience. Yeah, and this is the Viking experience where you shoot harpoons at a, a, a narwhal. Madman, our show is genuine, generally around uh, an hour 20, an hour 30. I feel like this entire – if you said, Josh – Give me 90 minutes of better names than the Viking experience. I think I could do it because I could just think of any name and it would but be I, improved. Like, okay, so I understand wanting to change the names Roe and Hanson. Sure. Because what, if, what, if, what, what is behind every name change when someone comes up to the main roster? I don't own this. Yes. I can't copyright Correct. this. Riot Squad with one T is, uh, uh, is something that belongs to the police. I'm not able to <laughs> trademark it. So let's change your name to Riot with two Ts. Riotata and the Riotata Squad. And don't forget about the I-Iconics. Yeah, the I-Iconics. <laughs> yes. Because iconic is a word that is not trademarkable. Um. Like, they want to own these things. Yes. And and if Hanson and Roe are using their real names, uh, you know, then I can't own someone's real name. You cannot. Uh, unless they're Cody Rhodes, in <laughs> which case it's sort of his real name, <laughs> but I also own it because fuck you. Um, it's his real fake name. True. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's behind everything. So if you're going to change their individual names, Okay, but how is War Raiders not trademarkable? Uh, you would have to ask somebody who knows. But again, my issue is not them changing from War Raiders, because I heard some things they don't want the word war on the main roster, advertisers. Okay, you know, I could kind of get there. But do any fucking thing! What did we just spend t t ten minutes talking about before we started recording, Josh? Star Wars? The episode nine teaser trailer. Oh, yes. I was right. Yes, <laughs> yes. The biggest movie franchise in the world, basically, yes. in the history of cinema. Correct. Yeah, it has the word war in it. <laughs> That's true, actually. So what's the fucking? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Pennzoil is not going to advertise their motor oil on your product because you have the word war in your company. Uh, what about what about Valhalla? Ragnarok. That's, that's something. Stormbreaker. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking of weapons from video games I've played. <laughs> and th th would those all not suit him better? Avalanche. I don't know. Anything. Go play God of War. The Leviathans. Mm -hmm. Like, 
All of these are better than the... I just do not and get it, Jamie. the Viking experience. I'm just getting started, by the way. For those of you who are tuned in, they go, 12 minutes in, these guys are still talking about the Viking experience? Yes, we are, and yes, we're going to. It's that bad. Yeah, and I, I heard John Pollock the other day talking about how, the giant like, baby? three weeks from now, no one's going to care about these names. Like, they're not so bad that, like, we'll, we're never going to get over this. They're either, <clears throat> either going to get over as workers... Or they won't. The crowd will embrace them for what they are as an act, or they won't. This name is not bad enough to hold them back. To which I would say, it absolutely fucking is. Yeah, I, I don't know how somebody could have that. That It, it doesn't function as a name. Mm -hmm. Like that, It's like, who are these guys? Oh, they're the Viking experience. It, like, the syntax is hell. Like, nothing about it makes sense. And if he wants to say it's not going to hold them back, they're going to get by on being good workers or not, when has that been the case in WWE literally ever? Who's the last person who got over just as a pure worker? Daniel Bryan, maybe? No. And even then, no. No, yeah. it's, it's the character. It's the story. It's the yes movement. So I, I think it's a horrible point by the giant baby shrimp boy, John Pollock. Yeah. But, uh, come fight like, me, bitch. It's not like Apollo Crews is, uh, <laughs> is beloved for his <laughs> yeah. able, ability to do like a standing moonsault. So over. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a baffling decision. And yeah, this is – I don't – it's like the monkey's paw curse, right? What, yes. what have we been asking that for? Is what, it is. what did what did even the revival ask for when they threatened to do exactly what Sasha Banks is doing right now? They wanted a beefed up tag division on Raw. They wanted yep. tag team wrestling to be taken seriously, and we've talked about it before. It doesn't make sense that SmackDown can have such a good tag division, and Raw is just has nothing. Wasteland. When one of them is a three hour show and the other struggles to get people on the air every week, makes no sense. Now, we did get some movement on that front in the Superstar Shake-Up this week. And oh, the, yeah. The Usos move over from Raw. A good from choice. SmackDown over to Raw, and that will help a lot. Mm -hmm. And the Usos against the Revival, and when AOP are healthy and ready to come back, which is apparently not far away right now, that's going to make oh, is a that big right? difference, too. I hope they can get something going with but, AOP. But, like... You take a great tag team and you just make them a joke immediately. I took that image of the Viking experience with their lower third Chiron up on the screen. Yep. And I put it on my own Twitter today and I said, question to non-wrestling Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. How quickly would you change the channel if you <laughs> happened upon question. this? What did people say? A lot of people said immediately. Some people said that they would give it a, ch a chance oh. depending on how far away the remote control was or whatever. <laughs> the people were like, I might flip immediately i might be like if if something was ha like it's different to see it in motion obviously. of course but yeah. i what i wanted to do was compare that image with like a gif of their entrance from takeover phoenix and be like how inclined would you be to change the channel on this versus this and it's literally just the name is a turnoff it, well and that's the thing it, it's even the name, if they get the big entrance, like they had it. I know this last takeover, they had a big one. But if you remember the one before that, it was even bigger. Yeah, long, Phoenix, the hitting the spears uh, onto the shields, war, war. If they Sarah had Logan, that. Secretly was, in uh, armor. So sick. Yeah. If they have that and it says the Viking experience under them, yeah. it, it just draws up. It's like, oh, all these people are pretending to do that. It makes yeah. it like so renaissance fair. I don't know how people could defend this. And listen, I'm the guy on, who gets on the show generally defending the WWE's bad choices. It's, it's true. It absolutely changes the feel of their characters from real Vikings to guys who do LARP on <laughs> Yes, that's, that's exactly... Like, guys who leave their office job... To go do LARP you said on Saturday, Sunday. Drives me crazy. It's fucking ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
what more can be said about this that the internet has not already been saying for the last five days? But it, probably it, nothing. It's funny to me that this just has not died down at it's, all. I, I, at the top of the show, I said it. I mean it. It's still the prevailing story. The superstar shakeup was this week. Pre- presumably, the, two of the, if not the biggest Raw and SmackDowns of the year. Mm-hmm. No one is talking about the trades. Everyone is talking about the Viking experience. Well, let's talk about the trades we need for a to. second here. Let's we talk must. about uh, about the the superstar shakeup which went down. And look, you and I were going to bat for WWE last week a little bit. Maybe not on the show because I think last week we were entirely focused on just trying to break down WrestleMania and, and take over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but in general, like within the Patreon group chat, for example. What's that? Uh, it's a little chat you can get involved with by heading on over to patreon.com slash topmarks. Hang on a second. So I, I get to talk to you about wrestling? And you. Me? All day. Well, every day. Well, to take my $40 or whatever. Oh, no, no, it's only $5, Josh. You fucking $5 <laughs> to talk to the I know. The value is tremendous. $5 a month over at patreon.com slash top marks. Thank you. But we had people that were really upset last week over just the the lack of happenings, essentially, on the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania. Correct. And, and we both went to bat for WWE saying you cannot be upset with, you know... Uh, distrust in the storytelling and ability of this company, given that we all just got to see, like, one of the best WrestleManias in history, certainly recent memory. One where we got, not only was it good, we got all the booking decisions we wanted. Exactly. That was a show where, like, other than The Miz winning, like, you got everything you wanted. And... Look, The Miz losing to Shane McMahon is not such a glaring result that it, you come out of that show being like, ah, damn. Yeah, it's like if, if one of those four, the other three being Becky, Kofi, and Rollins, have to not win, sorry, Miz, it's you, Playboy. Exactly, exactly. So everybody should be thrilled coming out of that WrestleMania and, and should appreciate the good job that they did telling a long-term story that ultimately gave us three huge payoffs that we have long wanted. Yes. But... This week, I'm having a hard time going to bat for the company because, look, I know that we are only two (coughs) weeks removed from a show where I got everything that I wanted and more. Mm -hmm. But these are two weeks in a row where they should be on some level. Look, the excuse last week was, I mean, this is just the come down from Mania. The real launch is the shakeup next week. But both Raw and SmackDown after Mania were... Okay, I wouldn't say they were bad. Yeah, they they just were kind of you know they happened is how they felt. Yeah, yeah. It's... Like like last week's SmackDown was mostly like a coronation for Kofi. Yep, and like it's a, a, a hangover of a hangover for Becky's like crown party. Basically. Well, and for us, true for us too. Um, but this week, both shows sucked. Man, I am so nervous. And we'll get to the specific trades in a second here. But I am just so nervous about my beloved SmackDown. My two-hour program that after band practice every week I get to sit down and enjoy watching. Boy, I'm nervous, Madman, with some of these trades. Now, Samoa Joe, I think he was sick is what they said. He, so had, a, he had the flu. So he was supposed to be on Raw but did not appear. So we are presuming he's going to Raw I now. think Finn f- being on SmackDown Basically ultimately means it, we've yeah. got a, a champion swap there. Boy, this makes me nervous for SmackDown. Losing Andrade and Joe over to Raw is a... A giant loss. And Mysterio. Sure, yeah. Like, to me, that was a big tantalizing part of... I was hoping to see kind of like a cruiserweight IC title 
uh, division on yep. SmackDown. And to me, Andrade and Ray would be a huge part of that. Of course. And, the part, probably and, the center of it. Yeah, and you've lost, like, a huge amount of your of your undercard, basically. Yep. And, and even the guys who were being held off screen who could not get on TV after week after week, like Sanity, mm-hmm. they're all gone, too. Because mm-hmm. Eric Young gets flipped over to Raw, and now there's two Eric's on Raw. Who's the other? Oh, right, of course. The Viking Experience. Of course, I forgot about the Viking yeah. Experience. Viking Experience, Eric, and Eric Young. I was too busy with the Sanity Experience. Eric the Elder and Eric Young. Hey, there we go. <laughs> that's why That's that's why you joined the Patreon But then chat. Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf, like you'd think, okay, fine, finally. You've even cleared some room out of the tag division. Yeah. So if you want to keep these guys together as a tag team, now there's room for them to be involved in the mix there too. Nope. <laughs> but there isn't because they're now being shuffled down to either NXT or NXT UK. Yeah, I think all four of the the members of Sanity put out like a rest in peace Sanity post in but one way or another this week. Nikki Cross doesn't even find a home on yeah. either show this How week. How is Nikki Cross not getting used? This is of that now that group of call-ups from what was that 3 months ago now, January. EC3 Heavy Machinery. I mean, they all got lost. Nightmare, right? But of all of them it's like they they need a Nikki Cross right now in the women's division. Like I, I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. The only one from that class who did not get lost was Lacey Evans, and she hasn't yeah. even wrestled yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> she right. wrestled for the first time on Monday. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, I, oh, man. So, so much to touch on here. Let's talk about Raw first and what went over to there, because they, they lost Roman Reigns, which you would think, and we have a question about this later, which I do think is a great one, but you would think that's sort of the centerpiece of Raw, mm-hmm. right? In, in more in you know perception than practice. But I, th- I think the, the main problem, though, it, like... Ultimately, none of the moves were surprising. You know, when we yeah, went no. down the list last week of who we expected to move from SmackDown over to Raw, uh, like other than Randy Orton, we nailed it. Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, we didn't call Orton, but but I think everybody else was literally who we said was going to go. Exactly. Wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, to the person. So good job. Uh, other us. than other than Andrade and Ray, so swap oh, yeah. them for Orton, and you basically have everything that we called. Good job to the hashtag good friend. Huh? I, I guess so. But to me, that's not really impressive <laughs> for bad. us. It's just obvious. Like the moves of who like was played out on SmackDown and had nothing left to do there was very clear. Yes. Especially when you take the tag belts off the Usos, there's only one possible reason you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and, like, I don't know, man. The way that they do it, I think, is the yes, big problem. exactly because, what I was going to say. Because it's not, like, people tune in to not just watch drafts in pro sports, but draft lotteries. Yep. Like, everything revolving around the draft. You've done episodes of shows around draft lotteries. Exactly. Like, these can be giant deals, and especially if the rumors we're hearing that Fox wants more of a sports presentation for WWE. I mean, that, that seems like it would dovetail perfectly. But the only person that I think they successfully made feel like a big deal switching shows was AJ Styles. No, to me, not even. Yeah, but, Just The Miz, man. Just, Miz did feel big. But even then, he came out of the crowd. It's not like... like if you were to say that Miz just invaded Raw and he's yeah. still a SmackDown guy, the way they presented it... You could believe it. Exactly. Maybe this is a better way to word what I'm saying. It's almost bizarre that AJ Styles felt like a bigger deal going to Raw than Roman Reigns did going to SmackDown for me. But, but like, I didn't think that that final hour of Raw was compelling at all. They're teasing out a mystery partner all night long. You know it's AJ. Yeah. Like, I knew it was AJ. Oh, of so course. So for them to come out and then who's the mystery partner going to be? And then AJ Styles' music hits and they come out and have a standard six-man tag main event. There's nothing on that entire show that was worthwhile. Better than the, the biggest uh, superstar shakeup signing in history, that Daniel was a, Elias. That was at least funny, though, right? <laughs> 
I, I wasn't because, looking for a joke Because there. you're expecting Roman, and we got Roman eventually. Yeah. But, I mean, A, they just positioned Elias as a huge heel on SmackDown, which, depending on this Daniel Bryan injury, man, like could be Oy. essential because SmackDown does not have a ton of heels right now. And rumor has it. Apparently, like, the Bryan injury is could be quite serious. Yeah, like, it's being very closely guarded. Is it concussion-related? Do no we know? Idea. God, you hope not, hey. But, uh, you know... You yeah. hope it's just, like, his legs or arms or brittle body or something. A- absolutely, but but <laughs> on some level, you also have to be, like, pleased that he went an entire year without any sort oh. of issue until now. Dude, if Daniel Bryan never wrestled again, even just the comeback as a babyface to the heel run going off Kofi would be, you know, an incredible oh, second a- chapter. Absolutely. I mean, like What a run. True, but the, like I want to believe that it's not that serious because if he were going to have problems like that, you would think over the course of a full year where he wrestled every week and on mm-hmm. pretty much every pay- every pay-per-view. He didn't miss a single show yep. in, on the entire comeback. That's that something like this about. would have yeah. come up earlier. So That's I, weird to think about. I want to be hopeful about that, but, but yeah, like... Elias uh, is going to be good on that show, I think. But I hope I, so. But I also think that you are correct. There is reason to be nervous about what SmackDown is going to be going forward. If I'm WWE, and listen, they got all these plans, who knows. But if I'm WWE, and I know Daniel Bryan, might, he's a maybe for my top heel. And I'm looking at what Sami Zayn is doing right now as a heel. I'm moving Sami to SmackDown and making him my top heel. Did, did, mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw the segment on Raw. On, I mean, Sami Zayn seems to be has lost nothing in his return. I mean, this guy is still, I mean, you hate to use the word super over as a heel, but the crowd is still responding to Sami Zayn. People are interested in watching him. This guy is, we should almost have a power rankings of where people are week to week, but I feel like Sami Zayn's stock with me is soaring right now. Yeah, I got to eat some crow on this one. Why is that? What'd you say? Because I said before his injury... Uh, or rather, when he when he left, yeah, I had said that uh, you know when he comes back, he's got to got to be a babyface again. Oh, sure, because, because Sammy and Kevin as a heel duo was great. Yep, Sammy as a heel solo act was awful. I, I don't think you can be too hard on yourself for that. I, I think if you would ask me, should Sammy return as a babyface or a heel, I would have definitely said babyface too. But maybe that's where both undervaluing how fucking good Sami Zayn is. And also, like, he has apparently been writing all of his own stuff. I, I heard he that and it makes sense. And I think that is uh, uh, the key difference between why his heel stuff wasn't working <laughs> beforehand. I mean, I could see that being a key demand after the last thing you do before suffering this horrible injury is that Bobby Lashley feud with the Lashley oh. sisters or whatever. Oh. For that to be the lasting image people have of you as you're gone for oh. months on end, I could see it being contingent upon your return you demanding that you have creative <laughs> control. Like, yo, I'm going to need to write everything. <laughs> and... He's, it's been good. Like he, oh, it's been tremendous. It, I, I still would rather he was a babyface, sure. I think, overall. When he was doing the, oh, it seems like you guys missed me, you sort of sensed that the turn was coming. But I was like, please don't. Like, just let us have this, Sammy. Mm-hmm. We did miss you, and we love you. Yeah, but uh, like it's been, it, it works, and he's doing well. And you're right. If there is a lack of, of heels on SmackDown, it does make more sense to have swapped him over. But I do think... Right now, they just want to keep him and Kevin separate. Yeah, I th- that's the sense I get as well, which I, I do want them separate. And it is weird to think that, like, I I still have faith in babyface Kevin Owens, to be honest. I saw people sort of shitting on the New Day thing on Tuesday. I thought it was fine. Like, he, he's not in a program right now. Like he's they're, they're keeping him active. They're keeping him on TV. A big babyface program for Kevin Owens and a big heel program for Sami Zayn 
I think both shows could, I mean, it's an obvious thing to say, but I really think those could be center points for both shows. I don't think Finn Balor, as your workhorse IC champ on SmackDown, like middle of the card match every week, guy is really going to be as entertaining as the people in that slot for the past year. Uh, granted, I got to say, Go if ahead. there was one thing that was worthwhile on both shows this week. Sure. It was the Finn Balor matches. Yeah. He probably had two of his best WWE matches ever. I mean, a lot of guys with Andrade get to, you know, sort of have that distinction. But, but Mustafa Ali as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really like both matches, honestly. True. And if, if this is the start of him being a work-rate champion who's going to defend sure. that belt on TV week in and week out, like, I think there's still... Maybe you should tell people that. I think there's still enough, maybe, to to do well on SmackDown, but it's not going to be as tantalizing as it was. Certainly as like Andrade or Joe in that role. At the but. same time, though, they're moving over to do a show that has much more time for them. So there is a possibility that we do, out of this, get every Monday like a 30-minute Andrade match. If that happens, I will love it. It doesn't seem all that likely to me, but, but I hope so. What do you think of the Buddy Murphy call-up? Uh, I like it. Yeah. He has done just about everything that he can. Mm -hmm. But it, like, it's funny that like they just paint 205 Live as hell, right? Man. Like, his promo was like, you probably don't know who I am. <laughs> no, I've only been on every major pay-per-view defending this purple belt during the pre-show. For 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, he's right, though. Yeah. Like, do you, you and I don't watch 205 Live. That's true. Think about that. Yeah, but but we watch his pay-per-view matches. Yes, true. I, For the I, most part. Yeah, I think I, I probably... Don't watch, I don't watch every pre-show. I've probably seen every other, every third Buddy Murphy uh, uh, title defense on a pay-per-view. I'm I not that you know you don't want to take a spotlight off of Buddy Murphy for getting called up, but respect to Mustafa Ali for obviously showing the company that you can pull somebody up from 205 Live, put them in a position of prominence, and sort of run with it, and it'll work. I and think he did. He was sort of the canary in the coal mine for that sort of thing, and passed with flying colors. So. And you know we're talking about moving this kind of cruiserweight division that we had eyes for on SmackDown over to Raw, which is still going to have some big hosses in it with Joe and uh, you know Braun is over Braun, there, of course. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Yeah, but uh, well, it felt like. Um, what Lars was going to be oh, on Raw, but then yeah, the next day he comes out, and now he's on SmackDown too. So, <sighs> yeah, I, I put well, I, I, we'll touch on Lars, but regardless, when we're talking about that division of the like the Andrade Rey Mysterio guys, yep. Cedric Alexander should be a pretty good addition to that crop too. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I, I guess maybe maybe it is just my underexposure to the 205 Live guys that I don't feel the sizzle necessarily about Cedric or Buddy right now, especially about Cedric, but you I'm know. I'm definitely hotter on Buddy just yeah. because like even even the house show match that I sure. saw from him was great. When I went out to Abbotsford a couple months ago, yep. he had a defense against uh I want to say it was Cedric. Oh, there we go. And they had like 20 minutes to put on a wonderful match. It yeah, I mean, these guys can all wrestle. I, I hope it can become something. I just, I can't help but feel a little bit deflated about both the shows right now, and I hope that they can prove me wrong. But the the hooks at that core, that core center of SmackDown for me mm. was so tasty this past year, whatever, maybe not quite a year. But I, am, I am happy that Daniel is staying there, yep. presuming that he will be healthy enough to still go. Mm -hmm. And I do think that there is going to be a ton of juice to returning to Roman versus Brian. Especially yep. if you hook in 2014, have Brian be a heel now and be like, just full on address. They made me give my fans to you. That was fucking bullshit. <laughs> you were not the real Yes Movement, Roman. 
You were an idiot who no one liked. Exactly. If you did, like, if I, I think they can get a good three month feud out of those guys that I would be oh. fully invested in every step of the way. There's but no denying. We'll it. go down the full list right now of everyone who ended up on SmackDown. And look, I let's start with Roman Reigns because yes. there's the most to d- dive into there. I know we've already kind of touched on a lot of things around him, but. I fully understand the need to take him off of Raw. Get him away from Rollins right now. Exactly. Has to be. Seth has been the guy that you have built that show around mm-hmm. in his absence mm-hmm. uh, for the entire time that he was away with illness. And it feels like Rollins would be overshadowed if you brought Roman back to the show and then tried to slant the focus back to him. Especially with Dean leaving, they'd yeah. always be in like this weird quasi partnership but yeah. not the shield. Yeah, and it just it just would be it it would overshadow Rollins' reign For sure. right now, uh, to have Reigns be there and be seeming like the guy in waiting. You yes. know? Which he always will no matter where he is. Exactly. Fact. Like And the flip side of that is that's what was so good about not having him on SmackDown. It's like all of the bullshit around WWE booking that infuriates you on a week-to-week basis just was absent from this two-hour show that was so enjoyable. And listen, it's not Roman's fault, but he is that. Like, he brings with him, I've said this a million times, but like the meta and the booking around Roman Reigns is inseparable from the performer at this point in in an unprecedented way. I just worry that this is going to turn into like 2002 era SmackDown where Mm. like Sheamus is at the top. Untouchable Sheamus. Wrecking everyone every single week. Jamal, I could not agree more. It, yeah, it was awful. People don't remember that. I'm glad you referenced that because when people were complaining about Cena, like they, Sheamus was just SmackDown Cena, and like, he, like with none of the appeal of Cena. Yeah, it's uh, it's no good. Give me another name, Jamo. Uh, Finn Balor, who we talked of about course, earlier, yep. uh, makes sense. Good matches this week. I thought he did a, a, a great job to rehabilitate himself after a precipitous drop. Yes, since, uh, the Royal Rumble. Well said. Uh, Elias, obviously. Yep going to be fun i think there's probably a a good number of guys that he can have decent feuds with the matches are never he'll have better matches on smackdown than he has on raw just because there's more good workers that's true i don't even know if that's true anymore mustafa ali versus elias could be a a super fun i keep calling him mustafa still yeah uh bailey made the jump and got booed out of the building Ah. (laughs) I, I, i really hope that this is just that she had to stress in her promo that she's a solo wrestler now that people are reacting to whatever the Sasha drama is. I because just, there's no way. Like, even if you think that Bailey's getting fucked up on the main <laughs> roster, there's no way she deserved that reaction. I was hoping the crowd just finally woke up to how shitty Bailey's been. If I have to hear about the two good matches with Sasha four years ago again. I'm I'm excited though because she does have the ability to prove herself in this division. Well, so the w- the women's SmackDown division kicks ass. SmackDown but. came out of this looking tremendous. I'm on sure the we'll we'll side. get to it, but Ember is uh, uh that she's next on the oh, list. Okay, Ember Moon, let's talk about it right now. That's my anchor for for the women's division. I know you've seen her in Oscar so many times, but I almost wouldn't hate if they repeated that on the main roster. To be honest, feels like Oscar's getting shuffled off into well, the tag division though, because uh, next on the list is Kyrie Sane. I, this is in uh, Keep It or Kick It, so we'll, we'll, I'll cut it from there. Paige managing these two, being uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. It feels... Your face just <laughs> adequately told me. It's I, like, oh, I we look agree like I was sucking on a lemon. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J-Mo, here, I'm about to make the face, J-Mo. We're about to do some great podcasting content here. I'm about to do an impression mm-hmm. of J-Mo's face. As I said, how do you feel about the pairing? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you know that uh, that new emoji that looks like it's like every expression at once. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the woozy emoji. Bull. Uh, yeah, that's the face you just made. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it feels like a huge step back for her, yeah. and it's also really like strange and inexplicable to me that if you're gonna build up. Becky as, you know, Becky Two Belts, who's just starting feuds left, right, and center. Shooting on everyone. Yeah. Why would you shuffle out of the division yeah. into the tag realm the the woman who made her tap clean not even three months ago? Well, that's a, that's a tremendous point that I hadn't thought about. Uh, right there, it makes no sense. The, the tricky thing about this pairing is you can understand how they got there. It's right. Yes. It's like, oh, Paige has not, can't wrestle, but is a great talker. Who's... A, but I'm actually kind of a defender of Asuka's promos. Not when she's speaking English. But do you remember mm-hmm. sometimes they let her just fucking go off in Japanese yeah. on the mic? Uh, and then just answer, no one is ready for Asuka. I think she only got to do that maybe two or three times on the main roster. But I thought it was super strong. Asuka just doesn't feel like a tag wrestler to me. Like, uh, Asuka is a, a one-woman wrecking crew. Like, I... If it was just her and Paige, I'd feel better about it, to be honest, than her, Paige, and Kyrie Sane. And and it wasn't that long ago we saw Paige with Absolution. So it's, I don't know, this felt very muddled to me, the, this pairing. The thing to me is that, like, we already know that Kyrie was in a tag team with another Japanese woman yeah. who's not Asuka. Yeah, what's the, so where the Sky Pirates Essentially, now? you just told me that, like, every Japanese woman is the same. Yes. And they're all interchangeable, and we're going to leave Io in NXT and just replace her with this Japanese lady that you already know and has been on the main roster for it, almost two years. Yeah. It, this really didn't do it for me. Uh, even, even Kyrie Sane coming out on stage with Paige. She had this look on her face like, Oy. Uh, Where is the best of the three of us? Yoshirai. Uh, <laughs> Somebody, I think it might have been Doug Crap. Somebody, uh, um, or maybe Jason, uh, somebody from the group put out a tweet that was like her on stage and, the, and her then, being Kyrie Sane. Yes. Okay. And yeah. then that's one photo, and then the photo right next to it is Joe Pesci walking into the room <laughs> where he's about to get murdered uh, in Casino. It's a good tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Very funny. Very funny because the same expression. She looked like she was uh, just dying a death yeah. immediately uh, during her debut. Did it, it felt that way to me? Now listen. I won't be that surprised because I do think Paige is quite a not an elite mic talent, but a very good, one of the best mic talents in the women's division. So if they can turn this into something, you'd love to see it. But boy, I didn't feel optimistic on Tuesday. Yeah, and if you can give Asuka a dominant run somewhere, like if they <sighs> become tag champs, and look, she just doesn't feel like a tag wrestler. I know. Am I crazy? I know. I just Oscar because it's the elbow that's going to win them every match. Every match, yeah. It, it'll be like the elbow into the Oscar lock. I imagine. Like she hits the elbow, tags out. Oscar comes in and goes for the lock. I bet that's the finish. I don't know, man. It, you don't love to see it, but hey, what's next? Lars Sullivan, who apparently is on both shows, given that it seemed like he was announced for Raw on Monday, and then they just did the old switcheroo. Lars, Lars, uh, and in charge. <laughs> not great. Uh, uh, <laughs> J-Mo, I, I don't know if the moment that Lars lost me was the botch against Aleister Black, or if it was this mysterious disappearance, or if it's been these tweets that he keeps... And his shitty facial hair now. This, and do you see these tweets like being like, what What are you guys offended about now? Like all these, He blocks people all the time, yeah, too. I, Anyone who makes fun of him. It, it's so weird because Lars more... Maybe people disagree with this, but I, I believe this to my core. More than Braun Strowman. Lars has, like, a physical thing that he's interesting to look at. I think you actually said he looks like, like a circus freak show kind of vibe. Well, and I think that's right. I think Morrow said it best. He looks like a Jack Kirby drawing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that's right. And I think that 
that is something that I think Vince McMahon in particular is generally drawn to, like the uh, attraction sort Side of vibe. Show, yeah, circus, yeah. And, and me too, to be honest. But I got to tell you, I'm ice cold with Lars right now. I mean, we were like five feet away from him at the NXT house show that we went to two years ago. And when we did, reviewed it on the show, I think we were both like him and McIntyre were, I think, the two guys whose like sort of physicalities he's, translated. He's not as tall as he looks no, on TV. No. But he's huge. Like, he is the Hulk yeah, in real life. He's, or the Thing, who is shorter yeah. than the Hulk. Which is so... so. But I gotta tell you, I'd love to be turned around on him, but he does not feel hot to me right now at and all. And the thing that they did on Tuesday with him, like, thinking like he might attack Carmella... It's confusing. It was awful. It It's... Like... <laughs> It made me uncomfortable as a viewer, and not in like, oh, this guy's really a bad guy because he's thinking about attacking a woman. It made me be like, really? You are going to tease that this giant monster is about to attack this woman? This is not yeah. making me feel discomfort towards the heel. It's making me feel discomfort towards product. your product <laughs> yes. in general. Tell me the better pairing isn't Paige managing Lars Sullivan. Ooh. As she's this deviant, sort of like, did, did you watch uh, the first season of Lucha Underground at all? Uh, some of it. Uh, I forget the the woman's name, but uh, Dario's girlfriend or daughter who like commanded Mil Mascara. I felt like that that sort of vibe, where it's like she can just at command this this you know brainless monster who just has a command as a fun gimmick that those two could have explored. Is there anyone else we need to talk about? Uh, well, let me keep going down the list here. Oh, mama. Uh, Liv Morgan. They broke up the Riot Squad by I'm putting so Liv Morgan on SmackDown. What the? Jamie, you, you, not even a month ago, you were talking about how you hoped Riot Squad stayed together I, forever. I swear to God, they hear us on this show and they're like, and fuck they these go guys. Out of, our, out of their way to how, spite us. How do they break up the Riot Squad? Now, now, does Liv Morgan have some upside as a singles performer? I actually think yes. But the Riot Squad was working. If you're going to break up the Riot Squad, take Ruby out of it and leave Liv and Sarah as a, as a tag team. Absolutely correct. So I hated this too. Man, I feel like a real negative Nancy. Have I been positive on anything yet on That's the shakeup? That's not the only breakup. What else? Because they moved oh, yeah, Chad Gable over to SmackDown, which breaks up Gable and Rude. This one I love. Really? Because I, like, okay, yes, the promise of a Chad Gable solos run absolutely throw him into that mix with Finn Balor. Yes. Finn versus Chad. Tomorrow. Give, give it to me, not just tomorrow, every day for the next <laughs> yeah. four months. It's going to kick ass. Tomorrow and tomorrow's tomorrow. <laughs> um, it's going to be great. But, you know, we talked about the fact that that uh, Gable and Rude had been doing this 45-minute tag match yeah. on the house <laughs> yeah. show circuit with the Revival, and that you don't do a match like that weird. that many times in a row unless you're practicing it to eventually do it on TV. We're never going to see it. We are never going to see it. So if you went to the, the house shows in, in Ontario and Edmonton and, Marlon and the Man, all, our all across America, then congratulations. You got to see apparently what was one of the greatest live matches of all time, Yeah, and we will never get to see it Can you on think TV. of something else like that where you hear about a house show match? Because I can think of other hot house show matches, but they always end up on TV. Yeah, no, I can't. So weird to think about. Yeah, I, I listen, I, Bobby Roode has never done a ton for me. I thought Roode and Gable actually kind of did better than I thought it was going to, but it's like everything. It's how they use it, but if hmm. Chad Gable gets some sort of singles push on SmackDown, that's great for me. But I, I also think Bobby Roode now being thrust back into being a singles guy on Raw does nothing for him. Like they find they found something that worked for both guys. Yeah. Gable is good with bland people. That that's a fact. It, it's like how Cesaro needs somebody else to bring out some personality. Gable is that guy for bland people. Absolutely. So I worry about what this means for Bob. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Robert Rude. But uh, you know, Chad is definitely not going to come out of this anymore. Bob for and wear. Chad. <laughs> Apollo Crews is next on the list who got shuffled over to SmackDown, which uh, is the end of, I guess, Titus Worldwide as well. Heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> 
I guess he might be a guy that you could throw in there against, uh, you know, your Finn Ballard IC level guys. But wow, cannot wait for the IC feud of Finn I, Balor I, and Apollo Crews. Well, what? Like, oh, most Jamo, of their, a guy could only get so fired of, up. Most of their undercard has just requested their release <laughs> lately. So, oh, yeah. uh, Mickey James also being added to the SmackDown yeah. Women's Division. She's a good worker. Yep. This is good depth for the division. Certainly more happy to see her get the move over there. I would consider us a very pro Mickey James podcast. Then Liv Morgan. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. I don't love the shakeup, Madman Morissette. One final tag team, though, gets added to the SmackDown tag division. Who am I missing? Heavy Machinery, Otis oh, yeah. and Tucker. Yeah. This I actually thought was okay. You know, but it, I hate to repeat myself. Too many Haas teams on Raw. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, again, Heavy Machinery, I would like Tucker to be very serious and Otis to continue with the silliness. I don't like that they're a silly act right now, but there is something sort of magnetically goofy about Otis to me. So I'd like to see Tucker series it up, and then I think you might have an act. I'm not going to say that they're going to be the center of the SmackDown tag division, but you can build programs around that. Can I uh, give one final thought on Please. SmackDown before we move over to the Raw I'd love if you would. Uh, I think you got to break up Rusev and Nakamura. Yeah. That, that, like, when you look at the way the mid and undercard has been depleted of Solo's guys who made the jump over to SmackDown, you could make the case that, of course, losing the Usos, losing some tag teams, that there's more of a place for them in the tag division than ever. And I will say, like, this is working for Nakamura, too. Yep, yep. Like, so this pairing has been good for him, even if, as a character, it made no sense for Rusev and Lana. Yeah, true. Um, but you got to break them up because, like, we just went down that list. You know, you're going to run out of guys to pair against Finn or put in the IC picture, like, almost immediately. Not to not respond to what you said, but, boy, it does really strike me. What happened to Rusev, eh? Think of how over he was four months ago. Singles Rusev Day with Aiden English and Lana on it. Like, and then they just decided that wow. his spot on the Mania card was in that tag match. Wow. Think and, about that. And they went out of their way to just kill whatever they had with him. Hit me with some of the red brand, Madman. AJ Styles, who we already talked about. Yeah. To me, it was obvious from the start. Right I choice, don't know though. why you would tease that out for three fucking hours as if we didn't all know that that was happening. Gotta turn him heel, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's time for heel AJ. New brand. So many fresh feuds. I, I'd put him in money in the bank y for this month. Sure, yep. And then, uh, to, to me, I think you, that should be, if not your long-term plan for Mania next year, then certainly your SummerSlam main event should be Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Yep. Yeah, agree. Or sooner, to be honest. I, I think sometimes if the match is there, you got to pull the trigger. Just with this industry, the way you know injuries go. You think of that... Was it, it was, I think, Battlefield or Backlash where they did the, the, the shield, shield triple, triple threat? threat. I, I'm fine with stuff like that. And I think Rollins AJ is something you do have to get to and would help that universe. That might be the most meaningful universal title feud in a fucking while. We talked about him. I said it was the, the most impactful debut that they did uh, ah. this week. Right out of the gate on Monday, The Miz moves over to Monday Night yep. Raw, which is no big surprise considering The Miz has flipped in every single shakeup. Is it really? Yes. I didn't know. That. I, I, the, I thought that was maybe even more obvious than AJ just because he's the Miz and Mrs. show is on USA and SmackDown's going to Fox. That's true. So it's like you keep him on the same That's channel. That's true. But to me, like, I didn't feel like the Miz-Shane feud was finished. No, because he lost. Yeah. it's And it might not be. They might wrestle at Greatest Royal Rumble or whatever the Saudi Arabia show is. Yeah, or just like have backstage run-ins at yeah. these mixed brand pay-per-views. Shane can pop up on either brand too, I feel like. Yeah, basically. So. And he should eat a chair shot from Miz every time he's on Raw. Agreed. Uh, Ricochet <laughs> and Aleister Black. Two guys that I was really desperately hoping would end up on SmackDown. 
I was hoping they'd split these guys, man. I was hoping you get one on Raw, one on SmackDown, and you get the Alistair Black uh, singles run that we've been hoping for. But nope, they're still a tag. I mean, when when you consider that Ricochet, Black, Mysterio, and Andrade are all on Raw together, it's basically the whole division that I had visions for on SmackDown is just on Raw, yeah. which is unfortunate because now I have to watch the show that I don't always like to watch. And you just don't trust the booking of as much, but I digress. But speaking of that... Mm. As we talk about things that are concerning for SmackDown going forward, mm-hmm. I wonder how much of a drop there's going to be just not having Road Dog be the head booker of the show. That was big news, man. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for how good the show's been since he's been there. Yeah. So, yeah, it well, remains to be seen. Uh, yeah, I, Who I, knew that Road Dog was the secret sauce? <laughs> I don't feel hopeful. I'll <laughs> say that. Well, you, I mean, you're a giant Road Dog guy. Uh, we've so also we... got the Viking Experience and Eric and Ivar. Can you believe they changed their name to the Viking Experience? I mean, we got to talk that, about yeah, this. We got to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope these guys can get a push and do something. I even with the stupid fucking name, that Hanson back elbow. If if John Pollock is right and they have to get over on in ring, they can at do least it. they've got a couple they, spots. They can do it, but. Uh, I just all of these name changes are bad. It's not just the Viking experience. <laughs> it it's also Eric. Eric. <laughs> Here's Eric. Just Eric. Eric. Eric with a K, which I guess is a little bit Norse. But you've also got another Eric on the show, and you've got a third Eric on SmackDown who just had to drop Eric out of his name and become Rowan. You can think. You think and then Roe becomes Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun to think of all the, you know, the, the great wrestlers throughout time. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley, Eric. Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Eric. Eric. <laughs> From the Viking experience, of yes. course. Yes. Uh, Andrade and Zelina Vega, who we already of talked course, about. Yep. Rey Mysterio, who we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and Jey Uso. Who, y- you rightly said, tremendous addition to any tag program. Well, who could say enough good things about the Usos? Yeah, and they're going to be... What I hope that that move means, and also if they're going to keep Black and Ricochet together going forward and add (laughs) the Viking experience. It doesn't work in a (laughs) sentence! (laughs) Am I wrong? No. (laughs) You're not wrong at all. Oh, Black Ricochet, the Usos, (laughs) the Viking experience. Can't wait for that triple threat. I just hope that this means they're going to take tag wrestling seriously on Raw. It's a three-hour show. It should be... Of the two, it should be the show with the better tag division. Like, there's no excuse. The way you said it made me think, like, the Usos are just going to have, like, a picture of them taken in, a like, a boat with a dragon at the front. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare, man. Yeah, it's not great. Is there anything else, Madman Morris? Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Naomi, who moves over, of course, with her husband. Didn't so even they, know they that. get to stay on the same show. Yeah, there was a couple of that. Uh, Black and Zelina are on the same show now. Um, it does suck that Andrade and Charlotte are on separate shows. Yeah, that, well, I don't love sucks, that relationship. Sucks for Andrade, much, so. anyways. Yeah, are you go. kidding me? Did you see that, <laughs> that uh, Punta Cana uh, photo that came out this no, week? No, what is that? Andrade, they, wa- they all went to Mexico together after WrestleMania. <laughs> Who like was that? Sasha, Charlotte, Andrade. Like wow. Everybody went group. down to Punta Cana, apparently. All right, I want to go. And, and Andrade posted a photo of himself as like a selfie and like peeking out of the bottom, of, like near his torso, shall we say, is just like the top of Charlotte's blonde hair. God so bless So it you. looks like, like a, a BJ selfie. A little bit of the, yeah. uh, the oral sex going he's, down. He's got uh, aviator sunglasses on and a huge smile on his face, which if you're getting a blowy from Charlotte at the time, why not? How many years has it been since Andrade went a day without getting a blowjob? I wonder. It's... <laughs> 
if it's how he stays so tranquil. <laughs> if, it, if it's less than a decade, I'll eat my hat. I mean, that's uh, EC3 also confirmed wow. for Raw and immediately buried, Dude. literally buried. Dude, what the fuck are they? Listen, I don't think EC3 is great, but man, it's just weird because you see muscle guy who can talk and you're like, oh, Vince will push this guy. Eh, wrong. Yeah. Beyond that, uh, Lacey Evans right. can be only on Raw. Yep. I, I'm not as down on her as a lot of other people. Well, I, you, like how, you, you can see what Vince loves about her. She's a former troop. She's got muscular arms. Yeah. She's a good-looking blonde lady. These are all the reasons I don't like her. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, I, I, there's something about this interplay okay. with her and Becky. Like I said last week, I'm not sour on it. Uh, and then finally, uh, Eric Young. Who's a solo guy now? Yes. Is this gonna work? I feel like he's gonna be on main event like the entire time he's on Raw. It's so tough to say, JMO, because in TNA I thought Eric was like, as a singles competitor, extremely milk toast, very average, totally didn't stand out to me. But then in a lot of the sanity matches, I thought he was the standout performer. I think he has the best back body drop in the company. I think he has a more clear character now. I don't think they're going to give him the push, but I think if they did, could Eric Young have some good matches? I, I think so. And then Cedric Alexander, the, the final name on the list. Again, yeah. who, what do you who, say? who really cares? But before we move on, yes. I do have to say uh, that you're, you were right. Thank and, you. And you've been right all along. What did I say? Every time people have been mad that NXT call-ups happen oh. and, and the, the, our, our true favorites do not get the call, that they take a bunch of supporting cast members and leave the stars down there. People are upset. How do you not see Velveteen Dream as the guy to bring up? Where is Undisputed Era? You have said all <laughs> along, if your favorites stay in NXT, be thankful. Hashtag never call up anyone ever. Yeah, because... I appreciate you giving me the credit, Madman. Be I because, like I said this week, what? Why did they change the name of Hanson and Rowe? <laughs> what? Did, what was the reason that I gave earlier, Josh? <laughs> you know where? You already know where this is going. <laughs> Rowe and Hanson were undone by the fact that they used their real names, which is something that Vince McMahon I know cannot copyright. You know who should be extremely nervous about that? Oh. The Prince Experience. Bobby Fish. Oh, yep. Kyle O'Reilly. Correct. Roderick Strong. And his, I don't think Adam Cole is his real name, but let's just quickly check and find out. Austin Jenkins is his real oh, name. Jenkins. Austin Jenkins. Jenkins. Also known as Adam Cole. But that was his indie name, so he should feel e all four of those guys <laughs> got to keep their names. So what are the new names? <laughs> well... <laughs> Madman's been brainstorming, and I think in, this is just my opinion, and the listeners will definitely respond in kind. But JMO pitched four new names yeah. that are main roster friendly for the Undisputed Era, and folks, I think we've got a winning combination. Now, here. Undisputed Era, obviously, you came up with that, so you don't need to change that. Name. Absolutely not. But if you wanted to change it to und Undisputed Experience, you certainly could. <laughs> uh, but it's Undisputed Era with Brad and Steve and Jeff and Trevor. <laughs> Just four good old-fashioned white boys. Uh, could you tell me uh, who Jeff and Trevor... Jeff and Trevor are, of course, the tag team, uh, the Blue Dragons that we all know <laughs> yes, and love correct. from the Indies. Yes, uh, everyone loves mm -hmm. Blue Dragon. Yep. Roddy Strong is now oh. Steven Strength. <laughs> My favorite wrestler. And Adam Cole is just Brad. <laughs> he has powerful Brad energy. He Brad does, Dick yeah. energy. Brad. 
So, oh. uh, you know, Brad and Steve and Jeff and Trevor are going to be up uh, wrecking havoc on the main roster before you know it. Madman, the Undisputed Era's getting shook up. Raw's getting shook up. SmackDown's getting shook up. But we're not getting shook up, JMO. We are keeping it or kicking it. Are we? We're about to <sighs> hit the music. For those of you who may have not listened before, uh, Keep It or Kick It is a segment where I, Josh Custodio, write down a list of 2015, 25, just general musings from the world of pro wrestling. That's yeah, a nice round number. Yeah, just something, some multiple of five. Sometimes it's five, sometimes it's zero, sometimes it's negative five. But either way, just general topics from the world of wrestling. I pitch them. Yes, on weeks, some weeks when we don't do it, we also take five away <laughs> from previous editions. Of that's it. exactly correct. Justin <laughs> says, well, actually... Not to pull the curtain back too far, but Justin makes me text them to him, but written backwards. It's a very strange practice, but we do do it. Uh, I throw Justin these musings, and uh, he must tell me if he wants to keep the musing, which means he likes it, he loves it, he wants some more of it, or he kicks the musing, which means he hates it, he despises it, and he never wants to see it again. Do you understand the rules, Justin? I do, and I'm supposed to just say keep it or kick it and just rattle these things off in rapid fire, but sometimes it's a topic that's meaty, and we might talk a little bit about it. That's exactly right. So with that said, let's... Keep it or kick it. Justin, keep it or kick it. The U.S. and IC title switching shows. It seems like they do it too often. Like every year. So maybe don't do it one year. Like, that's why I also kick it. Lars Sullivan. In general? Correct. Kick it. Hulk Hogan continuing to be at WrestleMania. Man, I felt so bad for Alexa, who clearly was not down with that at all. Well, what do you just mean, had to, like, grimace her way through the entire segment. <laughs> and you know what, man? WrestleMania was so long, just like Crown Jewel. Forgot By the time it. we got to the end of the show, <laughs> forgot that that even happened. We didn't even talk about it on the show last week. But kick it. Yeah, kick any Hogan involvement that is not just him eating a parade of finishers. Walter breaking Pete Dunne's record-setting title reign with the UK title. I'm going to say kick it because NXT UK actually means something now. Like, Dunne got to hold that title for a year where nothing was even going on with that division, really. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to have that as a weekly TV show or, like, a special TV show that runs for eight weeks at a time every so often... I don't think you can get away with that kind of reign, uh, even though he's probably the guy to stay undefeated for that length of time. It's so. such a good thing to say about him, but he has that Brock Lesnar thing where it's like, this guy, it's hard to imagine him losing in a way, it's true. right? It's true, but I imagine him losing to Pete Dunne by the, before the end of that match. He's lost to smaller guys before. Yeah, so I, don't, you know, I hate to keep the streak going because I don't think I've kept anything so far, but kick it once again. Sasha Banks leaving WWE to go lead the AEW women's division. I'm going to say kick that, too. I feel like there is a really good spot for her on Raw, uh, which we talked about last week. Like, it's it's short-sightedness maybe, or maybe she's just playing the political game to try and get what she wants. But there's clearly a role for her as a single star again. She's going to be one of the top talents in the Raw division, especially when you look at the way the division stacks up compared to SmackDown. There just isn't any top talent outside of like she's gonna be counted on to carry that raw division opposite Becky for sure so she should not leave correct I'll say kick it Conrad Thompson being a large voice within the wrestling community <sighs> the mortgage guy <laughs> that's him I know you love the mortgage. how are you <laughs> hey Bruce how are you you're gonna come to Starcast <laughs> uh kick it the idea that the Miz is a top 10 talent within WWE I might say keep it for the first time. Yeah. Love it. Nothing that guy can't do, honestly. Yeah, keep it. A Cesaro singles run in 2019. Keep it, especially if uh, Sheamus is going to be injured for a little while. 
I would say it's, yeah, we're, we're looking at guys to be thrown into the Finn Balor IC mix. Mm -hmm. Who better than Cesaro? All three of the heels that were in that main event, Rusev, Nakamura, Cesaro, break that whole crew up. Make them all singles, guys. Brody Lee versus John Moxley being a feud across multiple federations in the independents in the U.S. That's Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper for the uninitiated. Uh... They're very good together. We know that. It could be sort of like back to territories where you're just you're buying the match, you're buying the feud. I yeah. think it'd be interesting. I just see both of those guys going to a company pretty much immediately. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about Luke Harper on the other side of this, but I sort of feel like in some ways he's a hotter free agent than Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I think you're right. Not a bigger name, but... more interesting places for him to go. So I'm going to say kick that, but I do see the, the keep it appeal. Lacey Evans' current gimmick. I like it. Keep it. Ronda Rousey will wrestle again in WWE this year. Now, now that Lacey is actually speaking and, and wrestling and doing things that involve more than just walking, walking. out and waving and leaving, <laughs> it's good. That said, it does it does seem like the gimmick I could probably also do in WWE. I think if <laughs> imagine me doing just, just if you close your eyes for yeah, one moment. Yeah, yeah, Alright. Yeah. The music hits. Mm -hmm. It's I don't know what the song is. Are you wearing a form-fitting red dress? 100% yes. Although sometimes green. Brings out my eyes. So I'm in the dress. I got the big hat. I don't know what the music says, but I can hear the melody. Well, I'm using Sandstorm. Well, no, I'm using Sandstorm in this gimmick. So it's... And I walk out. I got the big hat on. The Southern... The sassy Southern male. Josh now, how how hard are you applauding for that? I mean, you you got arms like her. Watch my wave. Yeah, the the arms are just as muscular. You're as seeing hers. your biggest arms the side of the Rockies, baby. <laughs> I think you can do it. Ronda Rousey wrestling another match this year. Yes. I don't think that's happening. I, th uh, I we can talk a little bit more about that on the other side. But uh, would I want to see it, even if I don't think it's happening? Yeah, probably. So I'll say keep it, even though I know it's kick it. The idea that Buddy Murphy has a higher ceiling than Mustafa Ali. Ooh. I don't think so, man. I'm going to say kick that. I, it's close. Yeah. But I just think there's something innately babyface about Ali that is missing from a lot of the SmackDown roster right For now. Sure. Which is the reason he got the call up in the first place. So I'll say kick that. The Undisputed Era as a three-man team, not four when they're called up. So Roddy gets the boot? Presumably, but there's there's interesting ways you could go about it. Or Cole. Yeah, the that's, boys turn on Adam Cole. I think that could be interesting. And a Cole, they stay heel and he goes baby. You consider that, that Adam Cole already gets received as a babyface. He does the taunt in matches. I, I think there's a way you kick him out of Undisputed Air. He's a singles babyface and the other three are heels and it's interesting. I think that's doable, but I would rather them stay as a unit. I think there's something really compelling about the four of them together. And I also think that this is like a, a run from a, a stable that we just don't get to see. Guys yeah. don't stay together this long. Totally ever. true. Uh, so I'll say kick it. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam 2019. Keep it. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Just in general? As a tag team, you know, they're like on it. television. Yeah, I like it. Keep it. No Way Jose heel turn and a mid-card title run. Is he not a heel right now? The, I mean, the like... The new look looks heel. Yeah. I mean, more decidedly. Okay. Buzzed head, eye patch. <laughs> yes. Give him, give him like, the Thor-style metal, <laughs> golden metal eye patch. I I'm am, into it. I'm blown away no one wears an eye patch in wrestling. I still think the move is to put him on 205 Live as the guy who refuses <laughs> to weigh in. <laughs> It's no way, Jose. W-E-I-G-H. Exactly. And finally, J-Mo, these Bray Wyatt puppet promos. 
keep it. I yes! love it. I love it. I might be the only person on <laughs> no, Earth who likes we're this. We're the only two. Yes. I think it's so fun. <laughs> it's interesting, I've, man. I've been on board with it right from the start. I yep. wish they had more different ones. Yeah, I agree with that. Or at least like had like if you want to keep going back to that kind of buzzard-looking puppet, it should be a different give, puppet give every more week. more to do. It should be a different puppet every week. Or just week. have the puppet say something instead of laughing yeah. every time. But yeah, I I like it, man. There's something very kooky different about it and like it has my attention. Wrestling can use that stuff. I think I think we sometimes get too far away from uh, the the goofy, silly kind of camp appeal of of what wrestling was. Like, look, we all love the Undertaker, but if you go back and watch Undertaker stuff from the early to mid nineties, you would hate it today. Yeah, I well, and not only you're right in all that the camp and and these sort of things, but I also just think that wrestling is a, a playground. Like it, people, there's nowhere else that you suspend your disbelief more than wrestling. So like, if somebody's pulling off something, no matter how weird, it's just. The, the more interesting you can be, there's no better canvas than pro wrestling for it. So, Absolutely. Happy to hear. Yeah, no, I fully, I, I'm a big fan of that. But speaking. And that. Was Keep It or Kick It. That's right. And madness. speaking of Bray Wyatt, let's talk more about his former Wyatt family companion, nice Luke thing. Harper. Yes. Who requested his release this week. Yes. Uh, and, and did it in the exact same way. As Ty Dillinger. Interesting, right? Wow, I totally forgot that Ty Dillinger is also a free agent right now. Wow, he must be very sad that Luke Harper just became one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I still think Ty is tight with Cody and he could end up as a jobber on AEW. Like, yeah. AEW is going to need jobbers. We oh, yeah. talked about this when he was released. I was going to say, like, that seems what he's destined for. Not a compliment. <laughs> but he's he's a fun character. And if, like... He's all right. Yeah, but, like, you know, Raw and SmackDown, as much as we make fun of these guys, like, needs guys like Apollo Crews. Sure. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. Someone has to lose these matches, exactly. right? That's definitely true. Exactly. Ty Dillinger, to me, perfect fit for that. Now, yeah, Luke Harper, down. not a job guy. <laughs> Luke Harper. I... I was so happy. So Luke Harper for years, and we I don't want to talk forever here about Luke Harper because I think a lot of it is retread. A lot of people have a semi-pandemic in Luke Harper. But for years, he has been everyone's go-to for like, oh, the most underrated guy on the roster is Luke Harper, which is, of course, an insane thing to say when everybody agrees that somebody's good. But two of the best live matches I've ever seen mm-hmm. are the same for you because we both were at the mm-hmm. same shows, two, 2014, mm-hmm. or 2015, rather. Daniel Bryan and Against Luke Daniel Harper. Bryan. And, and then, then 2017 against Bray Wyatt. Both of those matches insanely good i'm not going to name the friend because i don't know if he he wants this out there but i was at that show with a friend who had taken uh, some mushrooms before the performance I think he's publicly told the story <laughs> on stage enough times that he can say it's deshaun <laughs> <laughs> but we uh I, I won't explain all the circumstances but we didn't pay for them but we were sitting front row at this house show mm-hmm. and uh there was a spot in this great luke harper bray wyatt match where uh luke harper hit the barricade like right in front of us and deshaun gasped and Luke Harper, like, turned around and stared at him. And it was legitimately mortifying. This was, like, a point in time when and Luke Harper... was the baby face. Yeah. Well, he had just started wearing the black tank top, getting mm-hmm. jacked. The mm-hmm. hair was tied back. You remember there was this, this sort of switch going on with him. Luke Harper rocks. I only want to see him in one company, though, Madman. Luke Harper needs to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think they would treat a Haas like Luke Harper with absolute reverence. Yeah. You could see him in any single of these factions, and he'd be a tremendous addition to them. I happen to think Suzuki Goon could use a little bit of depth, and he'd fit in as like a sort of shooter big man. They don't have a ge- I- dude. Even when you think about the fact that New Japan relies a lot on their minor shows on like set six or eight man tags, yeah, put him on a tag team with Suzuki and like Zack Saber. <laughs> 
Yeah. Fucking yes. lights out. Uh, yes. Uh, Absolutely. 100% yes. Like, Elgin is their big guy. Harper dwarfs Mike Elgin. Like, I think he's done in New Japan now, too. Correct. Yeah, yeah that so is They true. need another guy to fill that role. And Harper's, like, a legit big guy. Like, he's a big guy. Yeah. So, uh, and not he's just a good worker. He's a great worker. I think it's a real tragedy when you look back, and granted, like, maybe... <laughs> I know it's funny to say, like, well, Mania is meant for one-on-one matches when look at the card this yeah, year. True. Uh, but it's, it, is, it is a real shame that he did not get added to that Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton WWE title match. That, or, yep. or that he never got to challenge for the WWE title at all. It, it's, that was the time. That, mm-hmm. was, that was your window, and they should have done it. And, and Orton didn't. won the title and, and was the champion at the end of that feud. I think they yep. flipped. Oh, Orton would have lost it to Jinder after that. Yes, that's right. But before he lost it to Jinder, we should have gotten a pay-per-view match on a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view that was Randy Orton versus Luke Harper. People were so ready to embrace him, too. You remember. He was so over. Yeah, man. He was the babyface of that that storyline. Who, what, what's the best Luke Harper, Harper moment if indeed his WWE career is winding up here? What's his best WWE moment? For me, it is the Dean Ambrose feud, I think. Really? Because I think he he's a guy, like you said about Andrade, where like a lot of people's – there's an argument that their best match is against him. Yeah. That Dolph Ziggler ladder match at uh, TLC for the of IC course, title, yeah. tremendous. Well, and how could you forget about the Shields and Wyatts, right? Like, yeah. If that counts, that's a, a hell of a program that leads to two tremendous matches. Yeah, so. that super fun Dean match, too, where they took off the an ambulance. SUV in the middle of it. Yeah. And then like their Chicago street fight continued midway through the show. Yeah, later on in the show. Yeah, that was super fun. So, yeah, I, he had a lot of good moments and was definitely, when they broke up the family, seemed like a guy who had had potential to do things on his own. Again, a poorly used brand split. He should have been separated from Bray. And Especially been... considering he's been healthy for like six months and they just haven't been using him at all. So yeah. why wouldn't you request your release? He's got nothing to lose. His contract expires, I think, in like October of this year. Yeah, I heard the fall. So he can either just do nothing for the next however many months or they can do the right thing because he's sort of forced their hands to do it. Do you echo my thoughts, Madman? Do you want him in New Japan or is there another Fed that you think might service Luke Harper a little better? I, I don't want to see him show up in Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor has just sucks ass had a precipitous <laughs> drop it is not good uh, it's like it was it's really evident right now when you look back at the last like three years of Ring of Honor how much it was getting propped up by the New Japan affiliation well and NXT not existing <laughs> yeah those and, two things well no NXT existed in the last Three years is what I'm talking about. Okay, no, not to the degree that it is now. R- True. NXT the last three years has is- taken a lot of Ring of Honor's guys, yes. But the guys that it didn't take are the Bullet Club guys who are now AEW. Yep. And when you take all that out of Ring of Honor, you're left over with not very much. It's not a good company. We talked about this again in the Patreon chat this week, but but who are the pieces there that we like? PCO, Bandito. Bandito. Jeff Cobb. Cobb. Skrull's leaving, but he's there right now. That's it. They're so they're so little. Maybe Brody man. King. Yeah, I, he has like a clear gimmick, and but again, you know, paired in this villain enterprises thing. I don't know. It's it, you, you were telling me before the show. Bully Ray's having a bit more say in the booking now. Yeah, and Delirious is getting phased out of booking. Delirious has done nothing for them, so I'm not saying I have all the faith in the world in Bully Ray. In fact, when I hear him speak, kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. But change can't be bad for that. I would like to be cheering for Ring of Honor, but yeah. like you say, just the like the Eddie, just like the Eddie Murphy stand-up special, Delirious. Way overrated. Ah, that's the bad man more. In fact, I'll go further than that. Not even overrated. Straight up sucks. I've never seen it. And you know what? 
Just like the Eddie Murphy stand-up special, <laughs> this week's Raw also straight, straight up, up sucked. <laughs> J-Mo with that queued up joke where we said it's synonymous, synchronized. Can I Can I just, we talked about how the TV sucked this week, and it, it really did, but I will defend the main event segment of SmackDown, because at least what that played the teasing of the biggest oh, yeah. acquisition in SmackDown history. Elias, Roman, yeah, yeah. Which Vince says is Elias, and then Roman comes out. At least that played with your expectations in a way that gave you like a laugh out loud moment when it was Elias, in a way that Raw just didn't even bother trying. It was it was so obvious to me. Like, like. It felt like <laughs> this week's Raw already aired beat for beat two years ago. I, it really Other than the Viking experience. Like. It is shocking to me that they changed their name to the Viking experience. I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> it hard. Hey, one name change that we can get on board with from this week. The other good thing from this week's television. Yeah. Kevin Owens becoming the big O. Yes, the big O. Honorary member of New Day. That was so fun. I thought it was fun, too. He was great. Kevin and Sammy both standout stars from this week's TV. Otherwise, hey. And I I really sincerely hope that that Superman punch on Vince is not the start of a Roman (sighs) versus Vince feud. Dude, I had PTSD. We've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. We're, We're... Three and a half months. We're into the fourth month of the year right now. This would be Vince's fourth feud of 2019. Plus, just like League of Nations and Vince versus Roman. Like, yeah, that's, that was actually probably the worst stretch of Raw since I've been a fan again. I mean, I'd say I'd put it below what we're getting right now. It, oh, oh, it's yeah, by far. I think by far the Sheamus Roman feud at the awful, yeah with Vince awful. involved. Yeah, horrific. Jay, well, now that we've got that out of the way, I think it's time to dive into a little thing I like to call the, uh... <laughs> I agree. I agree. Now, there was one write-in question here uh, from oh. the kid Josh C., who asked me where I wanted to see <laughs> Luke Harper end up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did just send that into the show, at Top Mark's Pod on Twitter. Because I talked about how I didn't want it to be Ring of Honor, and yes. then we moved on. Yes. I think you're right in that it should be New Japan, because I don't see... Like, if he were to go to AEW, as everyone expects everyone to go to of AEW... Course. I think they could use him really well, yeah. and he'd be a fine piece there. And I would there is a number of feuds I'd be excited about. I think he'd have a banger feud with Hangman. Yep. I think he'd have a banger feud with like fucking Kenny. Honestly. Anyone? Like really anyone there? Kenny versus Harper is like a sleeper fucking dream match. Yeah. Like straight it up. It really is. But I just don't think he's going to be positioned as an important yeah. player with the guys that they are. That's how have. I feel too. Um, as much as I'd love to see like Harper versus Pac, or like yeah. you know, really list off. All of the guys. Harper versus Janela. Who doesn't want to see that? AW probably is the second best option. Yeah, right? but but it's New Japan. I have the most faith in getting the best out of him, so I have to agree with you. May I pitch a third option? Okay. GCW presents Brody Lee's Truck Stop. <laughs> huh? Who's feeling me? Uh, I don't know about the name of that show. <laughs> Brody Lee's a trucker. Is, yeah, that was his gimmick. He was a trucker. Oh, d- have you never seen Brody Lee versus? No, no, never seen him on the Indies. You gotta go watch uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Brody Lee and Shikara in a steel Claudio cage. Claudio Castagnoli. I think I recognize that guy. You, you may have seen him before. They have a cage match in Shikara mm-hmm. where uh, Harper enters doing like the pull down horn thing. He's got the hat on. Fucking unreal. I just, I just googled him. Uh, he looks similar to a guy that I know, except Claudio has hair. It's really upsetting <laughs> yes, to look at. It's very different guy. <laughs> anyway, Anyways, we're going to dive into the And our first question this week, Jamo, comes to us from former guest friend of the show, general good brother, Ryan Schapp, at Shaptop on Twitter, and he asks... You love to see it. You love to see it. Assume Top Marks is an NXT podcast. You guys just got called up to the main roster. 
What will Vince rename your show at the last second, a la the Viking experience? Well, Marks is an insider term. So yeah. That's never going to That's out. Yeah. That's absolutely incorrect. Yeah. And top is, I mean, there's a bunch of top guys on Raw. So Ab- that feels like. Gone. Yeah. You got to ax that, too. So what's something that embodies the spirit of our show that we could make as an experience and then work into a horrible name? <sighs> well, our new catchphrase is pepperoni sticks. Say, say yeah. yeah. But say yeah, that's already taken. <laughs> the pepperoni experience. The, I mean, it's, I've heard worse. <laughs> I've, I've heard worse on television this I, week, even. I, folks, i got to be honest. I'm almost embarrassed that the show is not called the pepperoni experience. Look, and we, you know what? We're reclaiming something that we invented. Yes, we are. That's I, absolutely true. I invented Titus Worldwide. You fully did. And if they broke up and are not using it anymore, then you and me are repackaging for the main roster is pepperoni worldwide. Done, signed. <laughs> Sealed, delivered, pepperoni worldwide. That is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And our next question comes to us from Matthew at Mr. Matty Pie, the world's greatest. And he asks, can a wrestler with, and there's a great question, can a wrestler with supernatural abilities exist in 2019? If so, who on the current roster would you give them to and what would their powers be? Great question. Because we see the sort of failings of Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor when they mm-hmm. steer into this stuff. Is there somebody on the roster? And I say yes. I think I sort of talked about this before, that pro wrestling is a great canvas for whatever you want to do. I have someone in mind. Does anybody come to mind for you, or should I should I go off and run in? Uh, I'm going to let you go off on this. It sounds so obvious, and I almost hate taking you know the, the most obvious choice, but I really think you could do Aleister Black think, with yeah. uh, a supernatural gimmick, something where he, he comes back from the dead. If it, like He could have coffin, or, uh, yeah, coffin matches, buried alive matches. I think all of those things would work for him. You even think of the entrance. He literally looks like he's rising from the dead as he's coming in on that riser. So yeah, the creaking experience. It's, it's <laughs> that's absolutely right. I hate that. I will say, though. <laughs> it sounds like a... You know when you're on a roller coaster getting pulled up <laughs> yeah, the hill before the, the you go down? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I will say, though, for supernatural gimmicks to work, more than booking even, it falls to their opponents to sell those things. You think of Xavier Woods selling being actually afraid of Bray Wyatt's powers or falling under his spell. The opponents can do a lot for supernatural gimmicks, so very important. But yes, I think they can, and yes, I think Aleister Black uh, would be a, an obvious candidate for that. I'm, I'm going to agree and say yes, but I will say the the number one thing holding people back is not even creative from a writing perspective. It's the filmmaking. I think uh, yeah, I think if they want to pull point. this off, you need to hire someone on the production staff who has a a, a, a more firm grasp on just horror in general. Because yep. correct, the, uh, look, horror is a genre where. It's not expensive to make these movies. The That's reason, why people make them. Exactly. Yeah. The reason that there are so many horror movies every year is not just that like it's a popular genre. It's that like you can do things without having to spend a lot of money and it can look effective on screen. They need to hire like some kid just straight out of yep. film school who wants to make his name by being the horror guy in wrestling. And there's a way to do it that's not going to cost you very much money other than just paying the guy who has the vision to do it. You're exactly right. The only wrinkle I would add is that we know they can do it. it like They just have to utilize the arena a bit more. You think of Mankind. Mm. like Not necessarily horror things, but... They can't be Creepy. part. Yeah, you you can't be part of that regular rotation. It feels weird. He has his his own spaces, the boiler room. He's mm-hmm. rocking in there. 
use the arena. Aleister Black could be popping out of shadows. You think of Randy Orton burning down uh, uh, Bray Wyatt's cabin. Like, they can do it. But just more often than not, it's Bray Wyatt in the desert talking about how his God is the sun. But, but like, Kevin Dunn, like, is not the guy no. to oversee this sort of thing. No, I mean, All of his production looks exactly the same. The, pro- the main problem with the House of Horrors, other than it was just a dumb idea that it, the match had to end back in the arena so they got into a limo and drove back. It literally ruins the whole thing, the limo. Well, that does, but, like, just the way it was shot was, like, this looks too much like everything else on your program. Go watch the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Like, just shaky cam- Like, this isn't... You're so right about this. So, the production is the real issue, not so much writing or performing. Next question this week, Madman, comes to us from Andrew Delbar at a Delbar on Twitter, and he asks, have you guys watched WrestleMania 35 sober yet, and did it change your opinions of the show as a result? So, I, I didn't see Mania live, the second half of it, because I was vomiting from, you know... Uh, uh, you were looking after our friend. You were being a good friend. Yeah, I was passed out in my bathtub vomiting. So uh, there we go. Uh, but I, so I watched <laughs> hey, this. I, that's what I accused you of, and you were like, "I'm not puking. I'm looking after Marlon." <laughs> that, I no further questions on that one. Uh, but I, I did watch the uh, the the second the second half of the show sober. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I can't really answer this question. I th- thought it was a good mania when I was drunk and when I was sober. What about you, Jano? Yeah, I still have to rewatch the main event in full. Sure. Which yeah. I haven't done yet. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed drunkenly Triple H Batista when I watched it yep. sober again. It wasn't as good as I Dragged a little enjoyed bit. it. Like, it felt as long as it was. But at the time when I was drunk, I was like, this is different. This feels different from what we've seen on this show so far. And so for that, I can't be mad about it. It's a fun little distraction. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the big money at the end, I could see if you weren't as drunk as I was, how the show could have dragged, and that would have been a big spot for it to drag. But I still enjoyed the match because, look, I didn't go back and watch the whole thing from front to back. I like you started in the middle. Yep. Because I think I had my grip on reality for the <laughs> first half of that show, anyways. Uh, but <laughs> my grip on reality. It was that bad, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the penalty shots are just such a flawed yeah, idea. It was a horrible idea. You're eight shots in, 30 know. minutes in. I don't know why we thought we could do that. I thought we thought the spacing of the show might be different, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. It, I just it, thought I had real confidence in my ability to pick who would win the matches, uh, which is the stupidest idea you can have. Especially on Mania. Uh, no, but I don't think it really has changed my perception. I liked the show exactly like you said. I, I thought it was great when I was drunk, and I thought it was great when I was sober, too. Next question this week, JMO, comes to us from at that Mike Paris on Twitter. It's Mike Paris, and he asks, are the ongoing blurred line?" And I, I got to say, I feel like our questions have just gotten so good over these it's past because months. we gave the people a respite. Maybe that was we it. We took a month off from taking questions. That must and be And they it. brought their best stuff. Because I, I love this one, and I did think a bunch about it on the train ride over. Uh, so Mike Paris asks, are, there ongoing, are the ongoing blurred lines between NXT and the main roster a good thing? Is the old format of being called up dying? So he's, of course, referring to the the Viking experience. Uh, Still being on NXT, NXT, but having different names. That's right. <laughs> that's so weird. Ricochet and Black being on both. Even Kevin Owens back in the day showing up on the main roster with TV. Mm-hmm. Is it appearing more like NXT is just a third brand? Is this a good thing? Are you in favor? What does the madman have to say on this? I actually loved when Kevin Owens came up and yeah. he was still on both and he was the champion. That uh, was the best version of this ever. Because that made... 
NXT feel important if you didn't already watch it? Yep, especially opposite Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, you brought this guy onto TV, and he already had a huge gold belt. He was clearly very important. Mm-hmm. And you let him win his debut match against John Cena. Couldn't be better. So, like, that is really putting the spotlight on NXT in a good way. It's the best call-up ever. Yeah, and when you do it like how they're doing it now, where it's like six guys are floating between all shows at the same time, I'd say that's not good because yep. that's telling me that the cream of the crop on NXT is already on television and also on NXT, so I don't need to watch it. Um, You know me, J-Mo, and I do think we, we agree on this. Uh, I think if it's a brand split, it's a brand split, and if it's not, it's not. But I, I don't like this sort of mixing and mingling. I, I Maybe I should bite my words because I do think Becky on both is actually working, but I am not a fan of these uh, ongoing blurred lines between the, the brands. I don't know if it's because I like NXT so much more. It just feels weird to me when you have Ricochet and Black go undefeated on the main roster, and then you see them lose on NXT, then they're back on the main roster losing there. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're trying to build some sort of hierarchy of who the, you know, in essence, who the best at fighting is in this fake wrestling promotion, this just muddies the waters for me. And I don't, for guys like you and I, and surely anyone listening to this show, it's handleable. But to somebody who's just tuning into Raw, I think it's probably extremely fucking confusing as to, like, who, what? These guys are champs there, but they're here losing? Not a fan. But, but... Not to make this about MMA, but old Pride Fighting Championships used to do non-title championship matches, and I hated those two, and this feels similar to me, where it's just like, they're either the champs on this brand or they're not. I like the clear lines. I agree. Next question this week, j comes to... I hadn't seen this. <laughs> from uh, the Top Marks 2018 Most Powerful Listener of the Year, Da Cutie with the Orthopedic Booty, it's Matt Reynas, and he asks... <laughs> The Viking experience happened. I mean, I, I'm leaving out five questions involving the Viking experience. Of course experience you are. This I am fully. I know. The, the Viking experience happened. Give us some more existing tag teams, the worst possible name, while maintaining their current gimmicks. Well, Brad, Steve, Jeff, and Trevor. That's <laughs> obviously. I'll be honest. I kept this question in mostly just to tee you up <laughs> to explain your undisputed era booking. How about uh, the revival as uh, the wrestling experience? That's. Uh, I can't get away from just using. I know. Experience. I know. It's a, it's well, a, I, I I came up with one for Velveteen Dream. Too. Yes. He's going to come up and be Prince Music. <laughs> he can't be Prince because that sounds like the music guy. But what? He's he's royalty. What's he royalty of? Well, he's the he's music royalty. <laughs> so he's Prince Music. He's music royalty. Oh. And he's come to extract his music royalties. Uh, how about Cassius Ono as the former basketball player? <laughs> a toe sucker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, basketball man, the big orange ball. <laughs> well, now I'm all in. You know yeah. this. Also, go Raps, 30-point lead over the Orlando Magic. Uh, Friday at 4, you can watch them uh, continue their dominance. Hell go yeah. Raps. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know who else can come up from NXT. You got one from the bar? For the bar. What would be a horrible name for the bar? <laughs> the Fighters. <laughs> Uh, the European... <laughs> yeah, just, no, just the European guys. Yeah, the, the European... Uh, the European folks. Yeah, experience, maybe. <laughs> this one is very hard to... Home. The, Listen, because passport stampers. I, I, this will be the last thing said about this on the show, probably not, but the fact of the matter is you're it's, asking us yeah. to come up with worse names than the Viking experience. And it can't be done. We can't do it. It can't be done. We, we can't think of funnier ones. We can't think of worse ones. Like They, they did it, you know? Yeah. And this whole, hey, any attention's good attention, Fuck you. These guys are great wrestlers with a good gimmick, and it has been squandered. Fact. Next question this week, J-Mo, comes to us from at Lorenzo Meow. It's our guy. It's Doug, Doug Crap. Crap. And he asks, did Seamus used to have a last name when he debuted? I don't think so. 
I think he was always Seamus. Was he Seamus O something? I'm not sure. I think he was just Seamus. You want to Google that? Well, I I'll read this next question out very slowly. So I was going to change Cesaro's name to just Antonio. <laughs> I've actually got into it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> here's Antonio. He's, uh, here's here's Doug's question. It's super slow-mo as you Google. Okay. How much does the Enzo slash Big Cass He was fight? Seamus O'Shaughnessy. He was an O-something. Okay. They were, That's horrible. Seamus. S-O-S. Yeah. Wow, you hate to hear it. Doug yeah, Crabapple. Antonio and O'Shaughnessy. The passport stampers. Hey, there we go. I think that's enough. It's still not as bad as the Viking experience. No, it really is not. Eric and Ivar is worse than O'Shaughnessy and Antonio. (laughs) By far. (laughs) How much does the Enzo Big Cast signing change your views on ROH? Uh, It doesn't really change my views. We just talked about what we think about ROH lately. It cements my views as that they're a bad company. Especially the fact when you hear that... None of the New Japan guys were brought into the loop on anything that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you had the Grills of Destiny go backstage and fire off tweets being like, fuck those guys, what the shit. It's- that was a shoot because he had no idea, man. Tama had no idea that that was going to happen. Yeah, uh, none of the New Japan guys. So, so it's actually a miracle that like the Tongans didn't just kill those guys, basically. It, imagine if that was Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck surprising Walter, big cast. Yeah. It's just like. But, like, why wouldn't you tell? Like, to me, that's burning your bridge, not just with your Correct. viewership, but with the, the most important thing that you have is a partnership with New Japan. Well, and like you correctly said earlier, especially New Japan, who must be eyeing up some sort of AEW relationship yeah, at the minimum. Jamal, I'm going to take a bit of a hot take here, and I, I apologize because I don't think that people are going to love this one, but uh, I don't really blame uh, ROH for, for trying to get into business with Enzo and Cass. I, I don't think the angle they did was good at all. I don't have a whole ton of interest in seeing Enzo and Cass wrestle for ROH, but how many free agents with legitimate big names are there? If you're ROH and you're trying to build a company, the, the indies are cleaned out right now, man. Like NXT and AEW have scooped up a lot, so like Enzo and Cass don't do a ton for me. But they're a known quantity, and if you're looking, okay, who's going to feud with the Briscoes? I don't know who you're looking at, especially in the tag team sphere. Why are the Briscoes? I mean, why are the Briscoes? That's the fucking question. I so like it's not it's the the angle sucked. The Enzo sucks. Big Cass also sucks. But if you tell me Enzo and Cass are on a Ring of Honor pay per view, am I more inclined to watch it than I was if they're not on it? Folks, I hate to tell you, the answer is yes for me, and I have a sense it is for you, too. Yeah, it is. It, like, I hate to admit that. The, like, in the names are hard. What is it? Enzo and Kaz, Kaz XL. XL like, it's, and Enzo. It's it's all horrible. But is it? Is there some sort of intrigue beyond what they have at ROH right now? For me, there is. If that makes me horrible, I guess it makes me horrible. But, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's it's not appeal in, like, I got to see this match. No. It's be good. It's car crash appeal. Yeah, it's the first match. It's like, what is this? What is Kaz XL and Enzo? Especially for those two who have, like, I mean, the entire gimmick is so defined. They literally say the same thing every time you see them. They yeah. can't do that anymore, no, can they? No, they can't. So, but, uh, so Enzo has to come up with a new promo. Let him and Janela do that shoot fight that Janela wants at Bloodsport, though. Come on. <laughs> Tell me Janela doesn't fuck up Enzo. Hell yeah. Next question this week, J-Mo, comes to us from uh, Spring... The name's too long. It doesn't even appear in my Spring shot. Spring Coke doing a Wicker Man something at Coca-Cola LLC. Our sponsor, the great Michael J. Boyce. And he asks, does Roman still feel like a main event player to you two? Y- yes and no. I'm still going to say yes, because of, again, the meta that you can't separate from him. But if you're asking me if he feels less important than he did before, yeah, I think he does. 
I think I think he. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I haven't. I'm not at the point where I am willing to boo him. No, me neither. I don't, I, I don't understand how he got booed at Mania. That didn't make any sense to me. People are also calling for the heel turn right now. I don't know. I feel like we could see some Roman Reigns bangers right now. I, I do appreciate the fact that they're just not rubbing it in our face yes. that he's the cancer man. I'm glad that would that's be horrid. That would be classless and and not not uh, not desirable in any way. But and frankly, so WWE. Yeah, but but at the same time, like there has to be some left over appeal from that he yeah. had everybody on the same stage on the same page rather wanting to cheer for this guy like that can't go away no i i i understand the spirit of what michael's asking here but i i do feel like he feels big time main event he feels about sure. equal to rollins I to me i don't want him to be challenging kofi no or or even like i don't want him to be in the title picture on smackdown for like at least six months yeah no build him up let him yeah. hammer some dudes and and imagine saying that about Roman Reigns last year, but yeah, give it, give us like a Roman uh, Cesaro feud. I did, dude. Think that could be. It'd be unreal. Yeah, it'd be unreal. Every time those guys have wrestled, it's been fun. And I, I thought that that the SmackDown trade off or and Dean leaving was the time to debut new music for him. Mm-hmm. I, anyway. Next question this week, JMO. Comes, I, j- I j- yeah, just please. have one more thing, and it's related to Cesaro, and it's that. The fact that they have been positioned over the last little while as being part of the main event scene while still being a tag team. Yeah. If if Sheamus is going to be out for a while, which is entirely possible because mm-hmm. he's pretty beat up at this point in his career. And apparently concussed right now yeah. as well. Uh, then that kind of leaves Cesaro like in the most perfect position yep. where he basically loses nothing. Has goodwill from the bar. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's a real open opportunity for him to be a top-level heel on SmackDown right now. Dude, it... If you're saying, oh, you know, where, where, where can Buddy Murphy do? What can all these mid-card guys? I, I think that IC belt is a million times better on Cesaro than it is any of those guys. That's probably true. Our next question this week, j comes to us from the Eric Gilo fiasco at E underscore prime. And he asks, if you could shake up if you could shake up one more superstar or undo a shakeup from any of the brands, who would it be and why? This one's easy for Andrade me. back to SmackDown. It, it, that, that would be a legitimately option, too. For me, it's Samoa Joe back to SmackDown. I, I'm interested in this reign uh, with him in the U.S. belt. I just have more faith in SmackDown. So that'd be it for me, but Andrade probably number two. I think Joe has a new list of interesting challengers that he can go at. I think they were teasing us last week with a Braun-Joe feud that yep. I'd be super into. Yep, that's true. And that's a guy that Braun could lose to, and that... I wouldn't Should feel like he lose to. Yeah, I don't think he would lose anything no. in terms of how over he is by dropping a, a feud to, to Joe. I think Joe deserves that too. Yep. So like there there are interesting places for Joe to go on Raw. I just feel like there's more interesting places for Andrade to still be on SmackDown. On the flip side, I would have done uh, the revival to SmackDown also, just because I love watching them wrestle and tag teams get to wrestle for longer and more on SmackDown. True. Next question, JMO, is from Swole Auto at Book of Lube. Do you get this name, Swole Auto? It's, uh, it's a it's a take on Joel Auto. Okay. Swole Auto. Oh, is Joel Auto a hockey man? Yes. What team for? The 80s for the Calgary Flames. Okay. Well. He kicked the puck into the net back in the 80s, which is what Is that the allowed? Flames, uh, no. But they met the Canucks in the first round that year, oh. and Otto kicked the puck in, and that's how they won the series. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Swall. Yeah, way to go, you, you big cheater. What is the best local indies name you've ever heard? I keep thinking about a guy that used to work in Calgary, and Jamal, I have to warn you. Okay. This name is stupendous. Okay. This is a really great name for a wrestler, because the one that sticks out in Flume's mind from Calgary's name is, for a wrestler, Morris K. Fabian. <laughs> 
Folks, sometimes you just got to close your eyes and say wow. But wow. K is his middle initial? No, it's kayfabe. Morris K. Fabian. Oh, okay. I thought it was Morris K. Fabian. Fabian. Also great. Yeah, that would be even better almost. Jamo, I've spent a, a bulk of this show talking about how I don't feel the Viking experience works in a name, but we have somebody in our local uh, pro wrestling federation. I think I, think I know what you're going to talk about because you and I talked about this last it, week. It doesn't really work as a name. But it does fit the man, and the I, man is a, is a legend. Tell me who the man is, Jamo. The man is... And his name, folks. His name. This is his ring name. He does not have a name beyond this. He only gets announced as King of the Yukon. And folks, the King of the Yukon kicks fucking ass. He's so good. If you don't, if, if here's the thing about King of the Yukon, he's perfect for an independent promotion because you see him, you get it. He enters to Fortunate Son. He wears tights that it looks like he's been wearing since the '60s. He comes out wearing furs. Uh, yeah, fur uh, a fur vest. He has a chant that's so over in Vancouver, which has long lived the king, and people go, oh, 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 oh. King of the Yukon, everything about him kicks ass, and it's it's such a good name for I'm gonna him. I'm going to see if I can find it, because the CBC did yeah. like an eight-minute documentary on King of the Yukon. We'll tweet it out. Because he, in his like day job, is a tugboat, like longshoreman or whatever. Like a, I don't know if he's a tugboat captain, but he's... He's like some sort yeah. of like dangerous fishing he's, on a he's, boat, isn't he's he? He's off on a boat for you know three weeks of the month, and then when he's not on a boat, he's doing wrestling matches. And this guy, he is so rad to watch wrestle, and then you talk to the locker room, and they're like, they love you guys have no idea. Like, however cool you think he is, he's actually 500,000 times more dope than that. His cool so. level is over 9,000! So that is uh, my favorite. And do you share that? Yeah, King absolutely. It, it, it's just so great. I mean, Thronk is right up there, too, but he hasn't even debuted yet. That's, uh, man, Thronk, seeing old tiles. I, wow, this is going to be something. Yeah, but King of the Yukon, like... Folks, imagine if Seth Rollins' name was like the Beast Slayer or the yeah. King Slayer or like and that was it. It's like it wouldn't work for anyone else, I feel like. Yeah. Like he just has a nickname and that's all. Just the title. Yeah. And yet like it if works. Triple H was the King of Kings. Right. Here and not Triple H. Welcome to the ring, the Apex Predator. <laughs> I mean, it, w- it would never work, but with King but of the Yukon, King of the it Yukon, works. it's perfect. Probably. So I'm going to see if I can find that documentary. I'll tweet it out. So yeah, at Top Mark's Pod yeah. if you want to see that. And is that, uh, is that all of our questions this week? It's all of our questions this week, J-Mo, which oh. means we're getting the go-home cue yeah. to quote the great Steve Austin. Oh, that was... That was a podcast experience. <laughs> is what that was. <laughs> it truly was. It always is. Jamo, for 99 episodes, it always has been. Do you know what next week is? It's episode number 100. Wow. Do you do you feel any uh, sent? I know I am maybe the more sentimental of the two of us, but episode 100 feels Isn't very. That's, that's a big landmark. Well, I, I didn't think we'd get there. I don't. I don't think anyone thought we'd get there. <laughs> not not because I think it's a bad show. I just didn't think I knew how to do a podcast yeah. for 100 episodes. I don't think anyone who listens think we should be getting there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like 50 was enough, <laughs> and yet here they are, and we. Love you. Hashtag good friends for it. So I think we're going to try and do up uh, something a little special for next week. A little something, something uh, on but, the back burner. But also just want to bring our A game for episode 100. And we won't give all the speeches now. But uh, yeah, so look forward to that next week. Big episode feel for if episode it, 100. Yeah, if anything, I feel like I shared too many takes this week. I don't know if I'm going to have anything to talk about next J-Mo, week. you are the take machine. We know the listeners will be back. And you'll be back with many more hot takes about the world of pro wrestling. Right and wrong sometimes. And you know what? Next week we're going to be on here. We're talking about how the Viking experience have proved us wrong and we love them and they're, they're so good in the ring that we can we not just look past the name we look right at it and we love it we, we see we got hearts in our we eyes we want to marry it so yeah. 
J-Mel, may I, uh, may I tease something for episode 100 sure. next week? Uh, some of our listeners across the 100 episodes have been critical of our sign-off, which you will be hearing in about 30 seconds here. The Curryman sign-off. This is the last episode you are ever going to hear the Curryman sign-off, as we have a new sign-off that will be debuting in episode 100, which we'll not reveal this week, but you will hear it at the end of next well, week's episode. I mean, you know what the sign-off came from. If this is the last time we're doing it, yeah, I feel we, like we have to Let's explain it, because people have asked. People because have asked. initially, we were going to end every show by recommending a match. Correct from the archives that you could go back on YouTube or the WWE Network or what have you and go find it. And, and when we started doing it, it was going to be a shoot recommendation, like a real match that we loved and wanted you to go back and check out. So similar to what Stone Cold does yeah. on the Steve Austin show. Uh, but then we just stumbled into a bit for a couple episodes <laughs> where it was like, what if we just recommend Curry Man matches? Different Curry Man matches. Just a different Curry Man match every week. I think real OGs picked up on this. Like the day yeah. one listeners, they, they, they did know. pick up on they this. They know. But we have gotten a lot of questions. That we don't is... do recommendations anymore, but we still do the Curry Man sign-off. So for one more time... Until next week, good friends, stay hot, stay spicy, and stay tasting great. Because you're Curry Man! Wop, wop, wop! Titus Worldwide! There's, there's something we got to talk about in the banter zone. Normally we do movies here, J-Mo. Mm-hmm. But this week, WWE somehow unfortunately Thinkably change the name of the War Raiders <laughs> to the fucking Viking. No, no, no. You see any movies this week? I saw Us last night. Oh, what do you have to say about Us? Uh, I, I really liked it. I, I found it more like unsettling than actually scary. Okay, yeah. And I don't know that I fully understand its central metaphor. I've heard this a lot, that the ending's a little... There, there's uh, a lot of exposition that comes out of nowhere in the last like 15 minutes or so. And some of it kind of... Uh, undercuts the what I thought was the messaging of the movie a little bit. Like, okay. it, like it throws in a bunch of stuff at the end that makes the metaphor not really make sense. And I don't know what the central message is being conveyed by this film. I gotta see it now. But I, gotta re- I think I gotta go online and do a bunch of readings. But, Sometimes that's nice. But I feel like Get Out was a lot more... Like legible, it was pretty obvious yeah, what was going on. Yeah, straightforward that. movie. And yeah. and I've heard it. I've heard the comparison that they're kind of opposite movies structurally. Interesting. And that Get Out, like everything is coming to a point. So when you walk out, like you have all your questions answered and everything kind of lines up and makes sense. Whereas it feels like Us is broadening out as it ends. Yeah. And it just leaves you with a ton of questions and not a lot of answers. Very so, cool. Um, I liked it. It's definitely worth worth seeing. seeing? Yeah, for sure. I went to, to the Rio. I saw Train to Busan. The, Ooh, the, that's on Netflix. I keep meaning to watch you it. you got to see it. Tremendous movie. Korean zombie movie that uh, uh, Mike Noble, the great Mike Noble, uh, off mic saying that it's a great movie. Off Mike Noble. Uh, off Mike Noble. How have we never thought of that before? Uh, I was uh, quite blown away by Train to Busan. There's a couple of things in the beginning where you're like, People are making bad choices here, but I was very taken by it. Well, we're seeing. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean to uh, ask if you have plans on the show. Yeah, But go this ahead. Saturday afternoon, around noon, yes. before I got to go to work in the evening. What's going on? Uh, the Rio is playing They Shall Not Grow Old, which is the Peter Jackson World War Two or World War One documentary. I'm, I'm playing that night, but depending on when we go and get the it's gear at like and whatnot. like 12.15. It's screening. There. I will say there's a good chance I will go to that with you. Okay. And until next week, we love you. Goodbye.